It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Good morning, America. My name is Jay Christian Adams. I'm subbing this week. For Sandy Rios, I was uh, going to going to really have a great show today, but I have to warn you. I have to warn you, they really are coming after you. We're going to be talking a lot more about that. I've I've been a guest host for Sandy in the past. You guys may remember we had a good conversation yesterday. I'm the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the nation's only nonprofit public law firm dedicated to election integrity. I know you all know what that means now. And I was a former Justice Department lawyer uh, in the Civil Rights Division, the voting section, so we will be talking more about elections this week. But in the meantime today, in the meantime, it is becoming abundantly clear that they, in fact, really are coming after you. In today's news, there is story after story after story about your principles, your values the things you have believed in all your life, and frankly, that everybody believed in as basic truths are under attack. Not only under attack by your neighbors occasionally, but under attack by your government, by your institutions. Now, of course, you all have been seeing this. You all have been seeing this now. It's hard to say what really started it, but it keeps piling on. And we're going to talk about some things in the news today. Want to hear from you also? Here's the phone number 1 8840. Again, that's 1 8840. If you want to join me, Jay Christian Adams, today, subbing for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. I'm taking a look at uh, really an amazing story. And when you read these news stories uh, from today, 2021, you can't even imagine. This happening in, let's just say, what, 2001? Maybe even 2010? Things like this. This is Loudoun County, Virginia. Loudoun County, Virginia, which is a suburb of D.C., a fast-growing suburb, and one about eh, 30 miles out of town. You wouldn't think that that would be a hotbed of craziness, but today's news says otherwise. Because a teacher there has been suspended. Now, what did that teacher do? <laughs> did, did the teacher uh, teach that Christopher Columbus was a horrible person? No. Did the teacher teach that uh, the founders of this country were slaveholders? No, that didn't get him suspended. What got him suspended, one Byron Cross, that's his name, Byron Cross, what got him suspended as a teacher is he refused to refer to somebody with a fake pronoun. In other words, 
the person was born a boy and wanted to be called a girl. And Mr. Cross, Byron Cross, here's a quote from him. I'm a teacher, but I serve God. I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa, because it's against my religion. It's lying to a child. It's abuse to a child, and it's sinning against God, unquote. That's Byron Cross, suspended teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia. Because this teacher was unwilling to pretend, because this teacher was unwilling to lie, this teacher was suspended from his job. Now, you might wonder, what on earth, uh, I thought this was Manhattan where this was happening, this was Boston, this was Chicago, San Francisco, no, no, no. If you haven't been to Loudoun County, <laughs> it's not Boston, Chicago, and San Francisco. It's, it's pure suburbia. And in the last couple of years, there have been housing decisions made in Loudoun County, such as what you will probably uh, come to know as, quote, high-density planning. High-density planning. And what that means is you cram as many people as possible into a residential area that used to have wide streets, big yards, playgrounds, parks, the kind of place a lot of you grew up in. But these days... These days, the urban planners, the, the wise and the intelligent and highly educated bureaucrats who design how we live and force it through zoning laws have this new thing called high-density planning. So where Mr. Cross teaches is not what you used to think of as suburbia 30, 40 years ago. It's sort of like mini Manhattans. And if you don't think that that has an impact on who goes and lives in the suburbs, you haven't been paying attention because the, vice, the president of the United States and his administration want to start forcing high-density planning onto the suburbs for a variety of reasons. And I'm trying to suggest to you that these two things are not unrelated. So Mr. Cross has been suspended because he will not call a boy a girl. He's a teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia. Does he have any defenders? Well, yes, there are some. As usual, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is, of course, a Christian legal group, filed a lawsuit on Tuesday against the Loudoun County Public Schools. Now, of course, the Loudoun County Public Schools are run by a school board. And you might think, well, suburban people are going to elect sane school board members. No. No, the Loudoun County School Board in suburban America is filled with woke activists celebrating Pride Month this month, for sure. Very important month. So the Loudoun County School Board is the problem, not the solution. And that's happening across the country. School boards are often the problem, not the solution. And why is that? It's in part because you guys have real work. You have real lives. You aren't politicians. And the people who are attracted to these school boards are frequently, shall we say, evangelical of a different sort. They are pushing their version of the world and using the government and the school board to do it. My name is Jay Christian Adams. I'm with you today. I want to hear from you at 1-888-589-8840. I'm subbing for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. We're talking about Byron Cross, a teacher who was suspended because he would not call a boy a girl.
government job. This is what happens when you turn over control to the government. They really are coming after your values because they can easily be hijacked. So who else is defending Mr. Cross? Well, there is a candidate running for Virginia governor who's defending him. Glenn Youngkin. He's the Republican nominee for governor in Virginia. And he has stepped into this fight. He stepped into this fight and is calling on the Loudoun County School Board to retract the suspension. Quote, what we're seeing right here right now in Loudoun County is the liberal left waging a cultural war and the victims are the children, said Mr. Youngkin, candidate for Virginia governor. What a change in Virginia, because four years ago, the candidate for governor wouldn't have touched us with a 10-foot pole. I think it shows that for years we heard that, oh, economic issues, it's all about economic issues. That's what's so, so important. Meanwhile, the culture is being transformed. And if you care about economic issues, which I do, which I do, and you do too, because you buy gas, you buy meat, it's also in the news today. And you care about having good jobs, but you realize that economic issues are downstream of cultural ones. That when they transform the culture, they transform the economy. And I think that's something the business interest of Wall Street in the corporate world, to the extent they haven't gone nuts, they've never understood. They didn't feel comfortable hanging out with you guys in the corporate boardroom because you cared too much about things they didn't kind of hear much about at the country club. And so they felt uncomfortable with all these cultural issues. And now look what, what is happening. The cultural issues are swallowing up the economic ones. When you lose the culture, you lose the economy. We're all in this together. We're all in it for freedom and liberty and individual rights and America. And you can't abandon, you can't abandon the cultural issues just like you can't abandon the economic ones. And when you have a man like Byron Cross in Loudoun County who teaches kids and he says, I'm not going to call a girl a boy, it matters to the economy in the end. And it matters to the culture immediately. Jake, you're in Arkansas. What do you have to say about that this morning? Yes, sir. I've been preaching for 22 years, and I preach for free, so I don't worry about it. I preach the true gospel. I go Leviticus, and I talk about this abomination for a man to sleep with another man, or uh, sleep with a beast, and the Democrats trying to cram this down our throat any way they can to try to get us to accept this. But if the preachers stand and they preach the true gospel and quit worrying about how much money they're going to get, and, you know, I, I think that will help the, this world be in a better place, but they won't stand. They don't have a backbone. Well, a lot of them do, like you do. I, I will tell you, when, we, when I guest host for Sandy in the future, uh, I, I, I thankfully do not have to deal with the beast part of that. I mean, the Democrats haven't gone that crazy yet, but just hold on. Wait a little bit, because it always seems to uh, push the envelope. So Mr. Cross is out of work. He's a teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia. Oh, and there's many other people like him, by the way. That's just the guy in today's newspapers. Mr. Byron Cross, maybe you should keep him in your prayers, because he's standing up for things 
that you believe in, like calling a tree a tree, a boy a boy, a girl a girl, the sun the sun, universal truth. You can't hide from it. John, you're in Texas. What do you have to say this morning? Well, what I'd like to say is this. I applaud, number one, the teacher that actually stands up for what he knows to be right and standing up for being the Christian that he is. Secondly, I'd like to say this. Number one, the so-called Biden administration should have never been in power. We know that the election was stolen. And I hate that people won't stand up for that because we know that it was. There's, There's no doubt about it. And everybody keeps trying to prove what we know is right. You know, when people behave like they're hiding something, you know they're hiding something. Uh, <laughs> right. This, 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 this is what really hurts me, is that we've got criminals in Congress who disobey the law, and no one's enforcing the law. The law is, if, you're, if you take the note to be in Congress, to uphold the Constitution and to defend it from, both, from enemies both foreign and domestic, and you don't do that, then you're a liar and you're a crook and you're a traitor and you need to be removed from that office. Well, thanks a lot, John. I appreciate the call. And I will tell you that uh, regarding the election, most of you know uh, me as an election lawyer. We're going to be talking about elections later in the week. I'll have a whole lot of material and insights and the inner secrets of what happened in the 2020 election for you this week. Uh, when I, when we uh, continue to guest host for Sandy Rios this week, you can follow me on Twitter at Election Law Center. They really are coming after you, right? We see this every day. You pick up the newspaper when you read the news, if you read it. Some people have just checked out. Poor Byron Cross, Loudoun County, isn't alone. The march is on. The full march toward transformation of our culture. The destruction of core principles that animated the rise of this nation's great history. It's under attack. Your values are under attack. I have more examples of that coming up in the next segment. I want to hear from you. I'm Jay Christian Adams, substituting for Sandy Rios in the morning. Let's hear from you at 1-88-589-8840. We'll be back right after this on America Family Radio. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Deb Holland, 
United States Secretary of the Interior. She oversees management and conservation of our country's federal land and natural resources. Genesis 1-1 reminds us that the earth is truly God's creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Deb Holland in her role as United States Secretary of the Interior. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Enrich your prayer life and pray for America and our leaders with our daily National Leadership Prayer Journal. Get yours now at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Are you in the midst of your college search? We invite you to explore Liberty University this spring at one of our on-campus events. Spend a few hours exploring campus at Tour LU, dig deeper, and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience OU. Or you can take your next steps towards training for your dream career on a world-class campus by meeting with faculty and department heads and getting your questions answered at DecideLU. Learn more about these visiting opportunities and register today by texting VISIT to the number 49596. Again, that's VISIT to the number 49596. The New York Knicks announced that fans will have to show proof they've been vaccinated. The Knicks announcing anyone who fails to present vaccination papers will not be allowed inside Madison Square Garden. The NBA team is basically going to ignore HIPAA rules and regulations. Either show your papers or you don't get to watch the big game. Democrats have been testing the vaccine passport waters for quite some time now. And if the Knicks are able to convince fans to turn over their medical documents, well, it might give them the push they need. If you want to go to the grocery store or the movie theater or a public building, well, you have to show government agents your official papers. You know, I seem to recall another time in world history when citizens were forced to show their papers. That did not end well. Be sure to download my all-new podcast and my daily newsletter at ToddStearns.com. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Facebook or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm subbing this week for Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Election Law Center. That's CTR, Election Law CTR. We're talking about what is going on out there. They really are coming after you. Story after story in the news today about this just multi-front war on things you believe in, on basic decency. Maybe you have some stories at 1-888-589-8840. It's Pride Month. (laughs) It's always some month, isn't it? It's, It's always something. Sometimes they overlap each other. Well, this one's Pride Month. And so not, not, to, uh, not to, you know, ignore an opportunity, let's, as- let's assume you're going to somebody's house for dinner, right? You get invited, maybe the neighborhood has something, and, you know, you're one of a couple of people there, and you know that your hosts can't stand a certain political candidate. Let's just say maybe eh, President Trump. They don't like President Trump, but you've been invited to dinner. Do you show up to this house for dinner in a 
Make America Great t-shirt? My vote is no, because it's a matter of courtesy. Right? Now, maybe you have some inside joke with the host, and it's a little bit different. It's kind of funny, but let's assume that that's not the case. I'm not showing up in my Donald Trump t-shirt when I'm invited to have dinner at somebody's house who I know despises Donald Trump. Just not going to do it. It's basic courtesy. You know, you're, 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 you have courtesy to your host. Well, here we are. Once again, they really are coming after you and doing things you wouldn't think they would do. The United States Embassy to the Vatican in Rome. Remember, the Vatican is a sovereign state with a U.S. embassy displayed a rainbow flag in celebration of Pride Month on Tuesday. And they had to rub it in. They take pictures, tweet it, talk about it. And remember, the Catholic Church condemns homosexual acts as intrinsically disordered. Right? So this is like showing up at somebody's house for dinner you're the guest, and you're shoving something in your host's face. Who does this? Who does this? I mean, you know, what if, you know, there was such a thing as a Zionist flag that represented the Zionist movement in uh, pre-1948, before Israel was a nation. You can look it up. There's a picture of a Zionist movement flag. Why not have the Biden administration hang that outside the embassy in Tehran? or any other hostile Muslim state toward Israel. be the same thing. It's in your face. Now, I'm not suggesting they do it, but this is a question of priorities, isn't it? That the priorities of this administration uh, are to try to tick off the Vatican over this issue by hanging a rainbow flag. It's just a question of courtesy. These are not courteous people. As I've said before on this show, guest hosting for Sandy, these are evangelicals of a different sort. They are evangelizing their agendas, their political agendas. They're evangelizing their replacement theology. And they just they have to get in your face all the time. And in this instance, it's it's the Vatican has to hear 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 about it. The Biden administration doesn't like you. We're the bold new soldiers for the cause, so we're going to hang a rainbow flag because after all, it's Pride Month. It's not Pride Month in Vatican City. What's going on, Demetrius? You are in Texas. Do I have your name right, Demetrius? Yes. Hello. What do you have to say today? Good morning. Well, uh, good morning. Well, Christian, um, real quick, uh, I just was released a year ago from prison, 25 years I did, and unbelievable walking out and seeing everything that I used to hear on American Family Radio while I was in there. Um, Yes, all the morals and values of this country are extremely under attack. But what I'll tell you, two things I've noticed with the people that were coming in and also through their family members uh, that were saying that they were Christian. One, they're not equipped. The Christians out here, the average person that's working every day, just like I am now, 
they're not equipped to handle the questions or the things that are going on out here. People right. that are are studious, uh, yes, most definitely, they're equipped to handle what's going on out here. But a lot of the American people out here, they work every day. They don't have time to, to be engulfed in the Word of God and, and have good, sound teaching in order to combat what is going on out here. And number two, in the churches, I, I go to a, a decent church, and I even explain to them that the, one of the problems in the churches is application of the Word in their lives. That cripples them to deal with what's going on out here in the appropriate manner. Even the, the politics, it, it, it cripples them to deal with it in the appropriate manner, because Christ should be first-centered. Well, you know, yes, I'm pro-Trump, but you know what? Christ comes first. Go ahead. Well, that's really fascinating, Demetrius, your observation that people don't have the tools right now to, uh, first of all, understand this onslaught that's taking place, that they really are coming after you. And they really are attempting to transform everything you believe in. And, and a lot of it, the first reaction is f- folks laugh at it. That's always the first reaction is they laugh. They think it's not serious. It will go away. Of course, it doesn't go away for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is they have a huge amount of money funding all this. And that's a whole other topic, folks. This is not just like someone talking about ideas that are different than yours. This is people getting salaries to talk about those ideas that are different than yours. Millions upon millions upon millions of dollars have built institutions, organizations, media campaigns to transform the culture of the country. It's not an accident. So you could say, well, this is just people who have a different perspective. No, 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 no. These are people who are paid to do it, who are paid to transform every corner of the country into their utopian image. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that people just want to be left alone. Like Demetra said, they just want to do their jobs. They aren't equipped. They haven't gone to activist school. They haven't gone to a training academy. But it's getting so bad that you have things like like, uh, uh, poor Teacher Cross in Loudoun County who gets fired or suspended because he won't call a boy a girl. And that's when people start waking up. Because not only are the activists undermining what they've been taught, they're undermining reality. You can't call a frog a horse. You can't call a tree a wheel. There are limits to your imagination. If you want to get that imagine, if you want to play in the world of imagination and make things up, go write a book. Don't try to change the country. Don't try to change reality. You can't. It will always win. And sometimes it wins ugly. Sometimes it wins ugly when you've created a country and a culture that is so detached from reality that it can't sustain itself. It can't function because it becomes psychotic. Oh, and they'd be perfectly happy with that because they have a whole bunch of therapists funded, too, to deal with it. So we, in fact, Demetrius, thank you for pointing that out. It's always been a problem that our side just doesn't have the tools to fight back. We sort of have these, you know, guttural reactions like, well, that's nuts. And then we move on. And meanwhile, they're just marching right through you. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios in the morning this week. On American Family Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Election Law CTR.
Election Law Center. We're going to be talking about elections later this week. I Oh, boy, do I have a lot on that. You've come to the right place, but you got to come back on Thursday and Friday. Because I've been in the middle of the election litigation. I can tell you things, and all is not what it seems sometimes. We'll be talking more about that. Let's talk a little bit about... This is a, this is a harder question. Let's talk a little bit about works of mercy. One of the works of mercy is to bury the dead, right? You bury the dead. You you treat the dead with dignity and respect, kind of no matter who they are. You know, everybody gets a burial. In today's news, once again, here we go. Workers arrived at a Tennessee park Tuesday to begin digging up, digging up the remains of Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest. Okay, look, I'm not defending Nathan Bedford Forrest. Okay, Media Matters, just strike that out. I'm not here to say, oh, well, it's equivocal. I'm not going to get into that. I'm talking about a body that is buried, a dead person that was buried a hundred some years ago. Workers arrived to begin digging up the remains of Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest. Crews prepared to remove the graves of Forrest, oh, and his wife, for good measure. Because after all, the founder of the Ku Klux Klan cannot have a burial uh, that lasts. We got to dig up, dig up his bones. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, the King of England, the King of England used to take his opponents, the people that he vanquished, and he'd, 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 they'd be executed, he'd put them in cages and hang them from London Bridge so the crows could eat them. And then the notion of works of mercy, of Christian burial, kind of emerged into the civilization. Right now, again, I'm not defending Nathan Bedford Forrest, but it's gotten so bad we're digging up bones because we can't look at the bones or the memorials or the gravestones of certain people. We have to move them. Maybe we'll toss them in the catacombs, right? The modern-day catacombs out in the woods. I'm not suggesting that Nathan Bedford Forrest was good or bad, I'm just talking about the fact that he was buried. And we've gotten to the point where you can't let the dead rest if they're not politically correct. Is that, a, is that adherence to the, to the Christian works of mercy of bury the dead? It's sort of the opposite, isn't it? It's like dig up the dead. Move them somewhere where we don't have to think about them. I, I just can't believe it. That that's where we've gotten. Everybody, maybe you all out there listening, all of you pastors who defend uh, true true gender, you may want to have secret burial sites so they don't find out about you and decide that you need to be dug up and moved and hidden. Your bones can enjoy no peace if you disagree with these people on any level. My name is Jay Christian Adams. I want to hear from you at 1-88-589-8840. So we dig up bones, we suspend teachers who don't call girls boys. What's next? Oh, I'm sure you've thought about that. 
Donna, you're in Texas. What do you have to say this morning? Donna, you're not there. All right. Uh, Kathy, you're in Texas. Maybe you're there with Donna. What do you have to say this morning? You're on American Family Radio. Jay Christian Adams subbing for Sandy Rios. Good morning. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Go ahead, Kathy. (laughs) Yeah. Hi. I have a question or a concern because I'm a teacher as well. And I'm bilingual in German. And in German, there are three uh, direct objects, feminine, masculine, and neuter. Neuter. And, yeah, if we, right, exactly. If we teach a foreign language now, do we have to change all the pronouns in other languages? How is this going to work? That's a you great know, question, I'm, I'm Kathy, just... and I've, I've wondered the same thing. And uh, I can speak some German. I won't try it on the air because everybody will, will turn off the radio if I do. But the point is that in, in, in German and Spanish and other, other languages, there indeed are male. Uh, das, uh, uh, I can't pull one up right out of the top of my head, but, you, you know, die, das, der. Those are the three German uh, pronouns. Die is feminine, das is neuter, uh, der is, is male. And what happens next, right? Are, is, what, and this is probably a question to be resolved by the Germans, <laughs> Although that's a dangerous territory, because these days the Germans are scared of their own shadows, right? They're they've gone from male der Deutsch. They really ought to be das Deutsch, because they're totally neutered. They they have no spine anymore in Germany. Uh, you know, there, there's <laughs> this is what happens when you don't have to defend yourself for seventy years. And that's a good question. Are we going to get rid of all of those pronouns in these languages? My name is Jay Christian Adams. I'm guest hosting this week for Sandy Rios in the Morning. I want to hear from you at 1-88-589-8840. They really are coming after you everywhere on every front. It is full-scale attack on your values in this country. We're going to be talking about more of this in the next segment. I want to hear from you at one 8840 on American Family Radio. So we Christians are not without hope. We are not without help. We are not on our own in this. We are not simply reliant upon the Dr. Fauci's of the world. Uh, We have a higher authority to whom we answer than Dr. Fauci can even begin to imagine. And so our hope and our trust is in him. The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Weekdays at noon central on American Family Radio. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. 
My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. One morning, Elisha's young servant went out first thing and saw the Syrian army surrounding Elisha's hometown. The servant was racked with fear and cried out to Elisha, What will we do? Elisha said, Don't be afraid. There are more with us than are with them. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, open this young man's eyes. The servant then saw the mountain full of horses and chariots of fire. As opposition mounts in our lives, fear not. The Lord who is in us and with us is greater than the hostility present in the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Brian Fisher here with today's Life and Liberty Minute. Jack Lucas is a name worth remembering on Memorial Day. After Pearl Harbor, Jack, at age 14, begged his mother to help him enlist in exchange for a promise to someday finish school. When his unit boarded a troop ship for Iwo Jima, he stowed away instead of reporting for guard duty so he could join a combat unit. Just after his 17th birthday, he hit the beach and a day later was fighting in a Japanese trench when he threw himself on two grenades which landed near his comrades. Assuming he was dead, a medic started to take his dog tags when he saw a finger twitch. After months of treatment and recovery, he returned to school as promised and entered the ninth grade with a Congressional Medal of Honor around his neck. We owe our freedom to such warriors. Father, we thank you for giving America men like Jack Lucas. Catch Brian Fisher on Focal Point, weekday afternoons at 105 Central on American Family Radio. This is Frank Gaffney with the Secure Freedom Minute. The Biden administration reportedly intends to send over $300 million to Palestinian and UN agencies implicated in fomenting and in some cases actually executing violent attacks against America's ally, Israel. The proposed expenditure is unfortunately just one planned reversal of punitive measures taken by its predecessor. The Trump team acted in the face of Palestinian Authority pay-to-slay rewards for terrorism and refusal to negotiate with Israel, and a rabidly pro-Palestinian UN agency's incitement of hostility towards the Jewish state. Now, even the terrorist group Hamas stands to benefit from renewed U.S. reconstruction grants in Gaza. President Biden boasts America is back, getting back to business as usual in propping up anti-American Palestinians that are at best corrupt and at worst violent jihadists determined to destroy Israel as a formula for more, not less, war in the Middle East. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning. This is Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios today. Hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful early June day. I'll be subbing for Sandy this week. And you can follow me on Twitter at Election Law CTR. We'll be talking about elections later this week. Speaking of elections... I want to talk to you about a rally that's coming up. It's, it's called a Rally Against Political Persecution. An event is taking place. You can sign up at Look Ahead America Rally. And what is this all about? Well, a lot of the people who were arrested at the January 6th uh, Capitol event um, are in jails in D.C. and can't get bail. And there are, some of them are in solitary confinement. Uh, not being treated uh, like the regular prisoners. And this is a rally to ask the Justice Department 
to please treat these individuals with more respect and not like, uh, you know, like, shall we say, uh, people who come to the country illegally. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not given, uh, you know, hotel suites and airplane tickets, but maybe treat them with some respect. And that's lookaheadamerica.org slash rally. And you can sign up there to attend the rally uh, uh, to try to get the Justice Department to treat these individuals better. Now, I like to say it's not the Justice Department. It's not the Justice Department. It's individual decisions by employees of the Justice Department. I used to work at the Justice Department. Some of you may remember my case, the new Black Panther Party case in Philadelphia. And every decision that is bad at the Justice Department is not made by a building. It is made by individuals. And we need to start naming the names. We need to start naming the names of these individuals who are government employees. So we have a right under the First Amendment to petition our government. That's in the Constitution. And say which particular government official is holding these individuals in solitary confinement. And I can tell you it's going to be a decision, most likely by the assistant U.S. attorney somewhere in D.C., maybe by the U.S. attorney in D.C., whose names I don't have, so I'm guilty of my own offense, and possibly the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Now, these individuals are going to be held in D.C., so it's not a federal prison. So my guess is it's an assistant U.S. attorney and the U.S. attorney that has said, put the screws to them. Put the screws to these individuals arrested for January 6th, and they're being treated differently. And we need to start calling out people who are doing it. That's a rally against political persecution. Look ahead, America.org. You can sign up. So we're talking about the full onslaught that's taking place. If you stand in their way, they want to crush you. They really are coming after you. If you call a boy a boy, you're bigoted. If you are a member of a church that believes men are men, you'll have a rainbow flag posted at the embassy in your country, Vatican City, like we talked about, by the Biden administration. If you're a teacher who calls a boy a boy, you'll be suspended. It keeps on coming faster and faster at us. They are funded to do this. It's not an accident. You might go to influencewatch.org. Capital Research Center tracks the money flow that fuels this transformation. Donna, you're in Texas. I got you this time, Donna. Yes, thank you for coming back to me, and thank you for hosting Sandy's show. You asked a question yesterday that I don't believe was fully answered, and it ties into what we're talking about. Um, the, we're, we're disallowing the truth anymore, and we are intimidating those people and actually uh, torturing people who stand strong for the truth. But your question yesterday was about when did the military start to turn? I spent 20 years in the Army, and I was in the Army when Bill Clinton was in the White House, and he instituted Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And the disingenuous, insincere, um, that, that was a watershed moment for our country. 
as many people who were patriots and believers in the good Lord decided they could no longer serve in the military. And, and you spent some time talking about that type of service. But now we have, I'm, I'm from Northern Virginia, where Loudoun County is located. And Loudoun County, it had, uh, Sandy and I have talked a little bit about the growth spurt in the entire region, um, Northern Virginia especially, because this is the uh, bedroom community for Washington, D.C., and for all the um, bureaucratic buildings there. NSA, CIA, you name it. But that, that, the problem that I see as it is now is that we, we lost our, our voice. The left knows that they can cave, cave us in, and, and I believe January 6th was proof, and proof of that point. We need to come back stronger and because we are uh, quickly losing this country, as Antonio Gramsci said, it's just a long march through the institutions. And thank well, you so Don- much for taking calls. Thank you, Donna, for, for calling in, and thank you for those insights. I will tell you that everybody says, well, what can I do? And for a long time, I didn't have an answer for people. Well, I've got an answer for you. Stop being silent. Now, maybe this doesn't happen where you live. But Donna, you said you're from Northern Virginia, and I promise it happens It happens in Northern Virginia because that's where I am. And people will just say something that they think you agree with. Like, ugh, that horrible Trump did this. And they'll just say it out of the blue, like in a social setting. You're not at a political event. You're not at a debate. And they'll say it because they think that you agree with them. And my suggestion to everybody is stop being quiet. Stop being quiet. For too long, we have just allowed people to say things that are frankly kind of inappropriate in the context. You know, if you're talking about a swim meet or if you're talking about, uh, you know, traffic and you suddenly bring up Donald Trump, you might have a screw loose, but that's okay. Don't be quiet when they do that. Don't be belligerent either. I'm not suggesting you, you, know, you start a fight. Leave that to the Antifa crowd in Portland. They're, they're really into beating up people they disagree with. Oh, there's a story that doesn't appear in the news. We could do a whole show on that, couldn't we? Armed insurrectionists regularly committing acts of violence in a major American city. Uh, well, just, you know, that's a quaint little, that's the crazy uncle on MSNBC. We won't talk about that in Portland. It's been going on for a year. Portland is a lawless mess. We won't talk about that on NBC Nightly News. Doesn't exist. Right? It's fake. Fake news. Portland Antifa. Fake news. When when Camilla Harris and Joe Biden are asked about Portland in the election by somebody who managed to get a question through, I don't know who it was, they had a look as if you were asking them about the law of thermodynamics. They didn't have any idea, any idea what it was all about. But that's how they play. It's all a game of hide information, pretend the other side doesn't exist, and then they shove their values in our face in casual conversation. Stop being silent. Stop being silent. 
Linda, you are in Tennessee. What do you have to say this morning? Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. And it's for years. The left, the liberals, Democrats have been fear-mongering amongst the nation. And it's, it's high time that every single Christian, true, Bible-believing, God-fearing Christians, pray for courage and strength to stand against this evil that has overcome our nation. We need, we need an awakening. I, I listen to AFR six days a week. When I'm at work, that's all I have it on. And I'm uplifted daily by so many callers that call in. And from all of y'all, from Sandy Rose to you and to Bishop Jackson, all of you, I just I thank God every day for y'all because y'all give me strength. And we need to share this strength and share the gospel with those that we come in contact with. And I just, I praise God for an outlet that we can rely on. And I just put it out there. We just, each and every one of us need to pray for the courage and the strength to stand on God's word. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for those kind words, Jamie. And I will tell you, there is nobody that uplifts like Bishop Jackson does, right? If you need a little uplifting... Uh, give Bishop E.W. Jackson a call because he will uplift uh, in, in, in like the most dire of situations. You, know, you can feel that you have the courage to do whatever is necessary. And I owe him a great debt. When I left the Justice Department after I resigned uh, regarding the new Black Panther dismissal, Bishop Jackson was right there. And I know exactly what you're talking about. He was right there for me and we spent some time together. Uh, and he is a guy who, who has courage in infinite quantity, uh, and is, I'm very thankful for that personally. Uh, but, you know, one of the things we can do is just not be silent. You don't, you don't necessarily have to ride the wave of a great awakening. And now, look, that, that would be wonderful and, and would really make things easy, but it, it might not come. So you have to be willing to have the courage to start that great awakening, or maybe just an awakening, maybe not a great one, right? We already had that. Start the awakening by resisting when somebody says something that's designed to be in your face, that's designed to articulate and promulgate a culture and an idea that you think is fundamentally untrue. Just say so. Don't be rude about it. But start to put the markers down. Start to let them know they're not everybody agrees with them. Not everybody is complicit in their transformation. Not everybody is getting funded by Open Society Institute and George Soros. There are some people who oppose him. There are some people who oppose the hundreds of millions of dollars in philanthropic money. Oh, and by the way, stop buying Kellogg's. If y'all didn't know that, Kellogg's is one of the most wicked, diabolical corporations as far as funding the left and their transformation that exists in the United States. They're worse than everybody else. Kellogg's cornflakes are funding the transformation. Don't buy it. 
Check the label because they will sneak it in like club crackers. Okay? Stop paying for your own destruction. So I've given you two things. Stop buying Kellogg's and don't stay silent when they're shoving it down your throat. Don, you're in Arkansas. You have an idea for June, renaming June. What do you think it ought to be? I think it ought to be Father's Month. Father's Month, because it does have Father's Day. So we'll make it well, Father's I Month. Well, local that... radio station had uh, May as Mother's Month, and I have no objection to that. And it says, okay, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Let's do it. Right, because May, May, uh, May has that uh, heritage, so... So we'll make June Father's Month. I hey, look, I, I'm all for it. That means I get to be taken out to dinner every day of of, of June, right? <laughs> not not just not just one day. It's a great idea, Don. I'm sure that it probably will be far more popular than some other options that June currently uh, enjoys. I very much doubt they'll be flying a father's flag though at the U.S. Embassy in Vatican City. Uh, that will push it a little bit too far, I think. If, uh, if we go to Father's Month. But thank you very much for the suggestion. My name is Jay Christian Adams. I'm an election lawyer, public interest legal foundation president, and you can follow me at Twitter at electionlawctr. I'm going to be in tomorrow for Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio and Friday. If you tune in on Friday, we'll be there on American Family Radio once again, and we will be talking about elections. That's really my specialty. Election law, it's all I do. Did it at the Justice Department. I'm so glad that you took the time to join us this morning. Talk to you tomorrow on American Family Radio, subbing for Sandy Rios. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.